Hey, I'm Carly. And I'm Sadie. Welcome Welcome to to our mom club. We love a good juicy story time with each other. And now we're bringing you into the club. So grab your favorite after the kids are in bed snack. And your caffeinated beverage of choice. I've got my water. (laughs) Because we know I'm not going to make it through this without my Dr. Pepper. And start your commute from the crib to that pile of laundry you've got and start folding. Because we're starting a new episode of the The Crib Crib Commute Commute Podcast. Oh so, so, oh, so sorry. <laughs> uh, like right when we start. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. as I do. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Sorry, my chair was really low because Parker used it last. And I mean, in his defense, it is his chair. But I decided to uh, bring it up high. Right as we started recording. So super sorry about that. Welcome back to the podcast. As always, I feel like my intros are so chaotic every time. It's always like weird random noise that we then have to like explain. Yeah, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I am really excited for today's episode though because it is October and we are doing spooky month. And I'm a little nervous. Are you really? I'm stoked. I this is I'm 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 excited. I'm excited. Hold on, I got to trade headphones. It says my batteries are low. I was saying that I'm scared. I'm nervous because I am a big fat wuss when it comes to scary and spooky things. I I love them. Like I love true crime. Okay, maybe a little creepy. I love listening to true crime podcasts and, like, watching true crime documentaries and, like, reading, like, thriller suspense books. Like, I just find them so fascinating. And yet, I am the biggest baby. (laughs) And I just – I can't can't do it. Appreciate it and like it. Yeah. No, you're a baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a big fat baby, but it's fine. Well, I'm I'm excited because today's topic is going to be scary stories we found on Reddit. And I feel like Reddit has always got some great stories. So it's true. It's true. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to do a little like life update. It's been a little bit. Let's start That's off fun. the month. Share about your September, Sadie. So we, the St. George Temple open house. I think I've talked about this a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But the St. George Temple open house is happening right now. And we are in the St. George Temple District. So we, like, get to volunteer for it. The first day I was doing the shoe coverings, which are, like, shower caps for your shoes. So you don't trudge dirt through or, like, mud. Yeah. And that was really cool because in the shoe covering area, you can, like, talk to people and, like, like be like, hey, welcome to the temple. Like, yeah. we're going to put some shoe coverings on, blah, blah, blah. And that was really neat. The second day I was in – the celestial room which is like i guess we kind of like say that it like represents heaven on earth basically like it's just a room where you go after you've like done something in the temple and you i mean something by something i mean like anything any of like the things that we can do in the temple and um you can like go and sit and like ponder and it's just like a really peaceful room and it was really cool it's really really beautiful and just like so happy there are pictures on yeah the internet of the sector i'll 
put them in the show notes, like in the, on the website so that you can see them if you're interested. But I really loved the way that it like got remodeled because it used to have like a wall in it so that it was like kind of dark in like the main portion of the room. And then there were like two rooms on the side that had like huge windows that were like natural light. But in the renovation, they took out that wall. So it was just like all natural light coming in. And it is just so happy. And like the colors are now like yellow and blue and like a really like greens and stuff like that. And it's just really pretty. It was so pretty. Yeah, it was just really fun to be in there and like just be at the temple. And then this – we're recording in September still, but um, tomorrow – from the day that we're recording. So like t- September 27th will be the day that we're going like as our little family. Oh, we're going fun. with Parker's parents and we're going to go like on a tour. And I'm really excited because I got to go through um the day that I did shoe covering. So it was help pushing a person in a wheelchair. Oh. And so they like needed an extra volunteer and I was like, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> go on a tour. <laughs> That's so cool. And, yeah. So I'm really excited to like go through and like, have already been through so that like I can like kind of be more present with my kids rather than like trying to like wrangle them and look around you know yeah so I think it'll be really fun I'm really excited about that uh what else oh Berkeley and Charlie have been going to tumbling and yeah Berkeley goes to preschool they got little so it's like three years of their tumbling like school I guess you would call it their tumbling places like since they've opened and so they gave them all like little t-shirts and they were so stoked about them and they're like the cutest little t-shirts and just like it just like made their whole day they were just like cute i got a new t-shirt from tumbling class um that's cute yeah it was really adorable and then the other thing that i just like every time it happens i just laugh so berkeley goes to school two two times a week and Uh Every time she goes to school, I ask her, like, after, I'm like, so how was it? What did you do? What did you learn? And every time she says, I got to pet the orange cat. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what else did you do? And she's like, I don't know. That's that's what I did. That's all I did. I petted the orange cat. And <laughs> today I asked her, and she so they also, she also tells me that they sing Five Little Fishies. But she's, she calls it Five Little Pishies. <laughs> we saying five little pishies again. I got to pet the orange cat again. And she's she living just, her best life. She really is. And she also cannot remember anyone's name to like save her life. Like if we had to ask her what somebody's name was in order for her to do literally anything, she would not be able to do oh, that no. thing because she cannot remember. And today yeah. she was like <sighs> I do not know any of my friends' names. Aww. But when I go when I go to new places, I play with them. I just don't know Aww. their names. And I was like, well, at least you play with them, you know? It's true. We're taking we're taking stuff. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to like learn names when you're yeah. that age. Yeah. Another time Honestly at any so, age. For real though. Uh last week I was like because I like pay attention to the kids' names. They're like on the like little way that they like do roll their names oh, okay. just like on a table and then they like uh-huh. carry their name over to another table to like oh, okay. signify that they're there. And so I like have been trying to like look at the names and remember them so that I can ask her yeah. and see if she knows who oh, is that's who. that's smart. Yeah. 
And she was, so we were talking about two of the kids and I was like, did you play with Asher today? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, did you play with um, April? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I played with her. And then the next time she, then she was like, it was, it was that kid's birthday. And I was like, oh, which one? Ash, like Asher's? And she was like, no, we are, we, I'm not talking about him, mom. I'm talking about the <laughs> other one. And I was like, oh, it was April's birthday? And she was like, yes, it was her birthday. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Like, she knows that's who they so are. Funny. Yeah. She just can't remember their names. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. But, yeah. That's no, cute. Really, though. What about you? I feel like I just rambled on for 10 minutes. But what about you? What's going on in your life? Yeah, what is up with me? Um, We had Boston's birthday. He turned three. That was exciting Ooh. and crazy all at the same time. So Seriously. Yeah, we had a good little day. It was so funny. All he, I did like a yes day. So I just decided on their birthdays, like whatever they want to do, I will say yes to, obviously within reason. But right. Um. So I asked him like what fun things he wanted to do. And he had told me that he wanted to go to Kangaroo Zoo, which is just, it's just like down the street from our neighborhood. It's just like a big blow up toys and they can bounce and do on slides and all sorts of stuff. It's really fun. He loves going. And we were like, cool. So I was like, all right, let's go to Kangaroo Zoo. And he stopped me. He's like, no, mom, I want to walk to Kangaroo Zoo. <laughs> and I was like, you want to walk to Kangaroo Zoo? Yes. And I was like, I mean, it's like a little over a mile. So absolutely like doable for us to walk. For sure. But also like, I don't, I don't want to walk to Kangaroo Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, are you sure, bud? Like we can take the car and then we can play longer. Nope, I just really want to walk to Kangaroo Zoo for my birthday. Okay, then. Okay, so we, like, got in the stroller and, well, because I was like, well, bud, you're going to be in the stroller. Like, I will walk, but I'll push you guys, so you won't be walking. So I was like, I am not waiting for my three-year-old to walk a mile and a half Mm -hmm. to Kangaroo Zoo. And he's like, yep, that's what I want, for you to push me in the stroller and we will walk to Kangaroo Zoo. Okay, All so right, we then. walked to Kangaroo Zoo for his birthday, but it was really fun. So we like did that and he got to pick like where we went to dinner and all sorts of stuff. So that was really fun. And then he had a little like fire truck themed birthday party and that was fun too. And it's so cute. Yeah, but we have next week we're going to St. George again because Kyle is running the St. George Marathon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's usually crazy. during conference weekend, right? Yeah, but it'll be next week. The weekend. It's like after the first conference. week of October. Okay. Like the first Saturday in October at conferences. First, uh, I guess last, first Sunday in October. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be running that. So that'll be, will everybody wish him good luck? So we'll have to come up. Fun, we should but. come up and cheer him on at the, at the finish line. That'll be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll text about it. I'll have to remember that. But yeah. And I'm just excited that it's October. I just love. I love October and fall and like there's just so many fun activities to go do and I just love it. So are you I'm just a Halloween ready for it. girly? No. Okay. I mean I have grown to like Halloween. I actually hated Halloween growing up. Me I think too. we talked about this last year. I hated yeah. it. I've learned to now that I'm an adult, take the parts and like the fun things that I like about it and make it fun. Mm-hmm. So like we do like a Halloween party for the kids and like 
before we had kids, we'd always have our friends over every single week and we'd like watch a scary movie and like we'd go to corn mazes every week. Like we would do all the things. So and it's fun now that I'm like picking out my own costs zooms more like because growing up my mom would make a lot of them or like yeah I just felt like I have more control over everything and so that has made me like Halloween a lot more especially because my mom didn't like Halloween either so you kind of like get that vibe Mm -hmm. like if your parents like something you do or yeah well it's funny too because Berkeley loves Halloween okay and so it's like made me like Halloween more like I'm like oh we have Halloween decorations so that we can like decorate with her yes because it's like important to her she likes it yeah that's cool uh also that just reminded me of something else funny that she said the other day so my grandma I've mentioned on the podcast before we live in like a compound so my parents (laughs) live upstairs we live in the basement my grandparents live in the backyard my little brother has a barber shop also in the backyard so there's just like a lot of family everyone's there yeah but my grandma decorated her house like for Halloween and fall. And I was like, Berkeley, did you see that Grandma Great decorated her house? And she was like, yes, I love it. We need oh. to decorate our house. And then we need to decorate the whole town. And I was like, cute. We're not going to do that. But like Parker and I were talking about it and we were like, it's funny because every show she watches, they decorate the whole town. Like, that's yeah. part of the process. Because, Cute. like, in her, like, Minnie Mouse movie that she watches, oh, uh-huh. like, the the, like witches. they have to decorate the town as, like, part of their that's witch training. Cool. And, like, just, like, and I was, like, so, yeah, that makes sense in her brain. Like, yeah. you decorate your house and then you decorate the town. And I was, like. I love yeah. that. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, that's it awesome. has made me like Halloween more. And I feel like yeah, I'm, because. like more like okay spooky things are kind of fun but yeah. I'm not like super spooky and also yeah, that makes sense. I don't like the gore of Halloween I think that's my biggest issue yeah yeah I, I can see that well yeah. let's jump into Halloween do you have a scary story that you want to share I mean no I, I told you I block out scary things you block it I out I that's all good I don't do it yeah I I mean my only scary story is I mean, it's scary, but it's not scary at the same time. So growing up, my siblings and I, during the summer, every weekend would sleep in the basement all together in sleeping bags on the floor. We'd like watch a show together, turn the show off, and then just, you know, kind of chat. You're supposed to be sleeping, but, you know, you kind of stay up late. There was just like fun tradition. So we were sleeping down there one night and we heard a noise in the backyard and I, I get scared pretty easily. So I kind of was like jumpy. And we were like, oh, no, like, what's what's that? And mm-hmm. and then a couple minutes later, we heard a noise, like, on the stairs. And we all, like, go silent. And I, like, lift my head up off of, like, my pillow. And I just see this figure standing in the basement. And I scream bloody murder. I was... I literally don't think I've ever been so scared in my entire life. I look back, it's gone. And then all of a sudden the lights turn on. And it was my freaking mom who (laughs) was like, she didn't want to like turn the lights on because she was coming down to be like, you guys need to be quiet. You're supposed to be going Mm -hmm. to sleep. Stop staying up. So that's why she came in like in the dark. And then when she realized that she like freaked us out, she felt really bad. But that's I feel like I still can like 
feel the panic and the stress and the fear that I felt seeing this creepy just figure in this dark corner Mm -hmm. as an 11 year old oh Mm -hmm. it it was terrible but okay this is kind of off topic but not it's yeah. like things that scare you, you know. So, oh, uh-huh. when I was in the fourth grade, I think we also talked about this. I'm sure we've talked about this. I oh, like getting kidnapped. Was terrified of getting kidnapped. Yes, yes. And I had a bad dreams like every single night for an entire year. Oh. And like, I think I also mentioned this. I can run through my parents' house with my eyes closed. Oh yeah, because I know the layout. Because I would do so that well. every single night. Yeah. Because I had bad dreams. So I'd run to that room that was upstairs, you know, maneuver my way there. Anyway, I had a bad dream one night that a guy was kidnapping me at my like elementary school. And my dad and my uncle were like, they like saw it and they like ran after us. And they, they ended uh-huh. up catching him. But I vividly and like to this day can like still see the guy's face. In oh my, my gosh. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like. That's awful. It was terrifying. And like, I just am like, I can't do scary, you know? And yeah. But also I'm like, why do I remember that guy's face and who is he? Yeah. That's, cr- that's creepy AF. <laughs> yeah. No, really. <laughs> insane. Well, but, we're going to scare Sadie some more. Yeah. I also, side note, that goes along with that story. I told Parker, I was like, I am terrified of, like, faces. I don't do faces because I remember them, like, insanely well. Yeah. And so, like, if something has a scary face, that's a no for you're me. You're out. I'm out. I'm out. I can that do faceless. Sense. Faceless things, I'm like, oh, you're not scary to me. You're yeah. Not you're not real. That's funny. If it has a face, I'm out. For sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see which one of these stories have some faces. So, yeah, which one we just more. grabbed some of these off of reddit i don't know about you sadie i didn't read through them oh i, I was... oh really i breeze yeah. through them because yeah, I... I like to be surprised i like to react to them like on the podcast yeah so i'm hoping the ones i found are good i just kind of like breeze through i'm like okay yeah that looks decent i'll throw it up here so i really hope maybe i should have read them i'm I just gonna right. delete some of the uh yeah, there are some swear Pepper. words, so I was just going to be like, oh, F, whatever. So, oh, okay, anyway. okay. Okay. So here we go. The first one. About two years ago, I was driving home from a family reunion pretty late at night, and the drive was about two hours. I didn't stay the night because I had to be back for work the following day. Most of the drive was on roads with dense bushes and trees on either side. The real creepy ones you see a lot in movies. Anyway, I had been driving about 45 minutes and I was starting to get really tired. You know how sometimes you just suddenly become really tired out of nowhere? Yeah. Well, that happened to me. I know I wasn't going to last, but I didn't come across any place that I felt I could park and safely sleep. Anyway, after it became clear to me that I wasn't going to find a place to pull up and my tiredness wasn't going away, I did something very questionable. I pulled over to the side of the road onto the grass behind some bushes to try and hide my car from anybody else who was going to come past. And I made a mental note that the time was 1122 and then fell asleep. Sometime later, I was woken by a scratching sound. I looked at the clock, 1150. The sound stopped for a few seconds, and because I was still extremely tired, I didn't bother looking around and simply went back to sleep. How? I was later 
I was later awoken by the same sound, and it was now 1240. This time, it really freaked me out because the sound didn't stop. The thought ran across my mind that it was just an animal expecting the car, but why would it return almost an hour after it had left the previous time? I looked in my rearview mirror and just managed oh, to catch a glimpse of something running away into the forest. Now, no. at the time, I thought it was the dang hook killer. You know, the one that scratched yeah. that couple's car and then slaughtered the guy when he got out to investigate. Um, I got out of there. There was a bend no more than 100 yards up the road. And as I came around it, there was a freaking car parked off to the side of the road with the driver's side door open. No. I slowed down just to look to see if anyone is in there. There wasn't. That. Oh, I'm like getting freaked out. We're only no, at the I, first. I'm like, what? why are you stopping? You keep driving. You speed away as fast as you can. Do some swerving. Okay. But if anybody's holding on, they're going to fall off. Then I looked in my rearview mirror and I didn't see anything. And all of a sudden, this guy comes sprinting around the corner. He starts screaming at me, shouting stuff like, hey, hey, you get the F out of your car now. I said, nope, and I sped off. I never saw the guy again. Moral of the story, don't freaking sleep on the side of a deserted road. No, absolutely. That's a no for me. All of that story. Mm-hmm. I really thought what he said, and then I looked in the rearview mirror, I thought something was like going to be right there. Yeah. That hook story, the like hook guy oh, story. Oh, uh-huh. Girls camp <laughs> nightmares. <you>? The worst. <laughs> oh, I hated that story. That's funny. Okay, this one says, A few summers ago, I went for a bike ride around midnight with a friend. What is with these people? (laughs) Oh, anyway, we went our separate ways at the end of the evening. That's not evening. That is the middle (laughs) of the night. And I had about two blocks to ride back by myself. Because of construction, I had to ride on the sidewalk, but the streets were dead, and it wasn't a problem until right where I was about to turn left onto my street. There was this man walking by himself, maybe 40s, a little scruffy, but not homeless. The sidewalk was narrow, and I didn't want to freak him out, so when I got about six feet behind him, I said, Hey, behind you! He turned around and gave me this super angry look. I turned down my street, and he started to follow me, literally screaming about how I was a terrible person and he was going to kill me and all of that i live right off the corner and i didn't want him to figure that out so i did this i decided to do another loop around the block that's not the scary part oh good excuse me the scary part Mm. (laughs) you you gotta just read it you can't read it The scary part is that when I looped back around and looked down the street, I saw him standing on my front stoop, staring out at the street like the man knew I lived (sighs) there. He saw me ride by again, and he didn't say anything. I ended up going back to the friends, but my bike got stolen from the alleyway by the house two days later. Oh. Oh, my goodness. And then it also says edit the guy in question was definitely not actually homeless we have a large population of mentally ill in the area unfortunately it's downtown of a medium-sized city so i didn't think the sidewalk was too narrow to pass i wouldn't have disturbed him half of the scary part was that he looked pretty much completely normal for my area that being said i ended up texting my mom and she made the decision not to notify law enforcement until my bike was stolen that is creepy. That's I would die if I like flipped around on my bike and just see this man on, on my front my porch. porch. No. 
I would not no. be going back to that house for weeks. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Okay, this one says, so I was sleeping, and in the middle of the dream, a character of my dream who was doing something turned her head, looked at me very <laughs> seriously, and said, there's someone in your apartment, wake up. Uh, I, like, am looking around my room, like, I'm creeped out. This, no. She says, I nearly had a heart attack. My apartment was empty. Oh, that gives me the, the creeps. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I don't like that. Okay. I had awesome parents who let me sleep in the living room on weekend nights when I was very young because my sister was a light sleeper and I could stay up until dawn. But of course, I would always end up sleeping on the couch because Nick at night made me tired. <laughs> Same. Love it. So one night, I wake up to the prickly feeling, like an instinct, just bolted into a sitting position oh. and stared out the front window. We lived in rural Georgia, so you can imagine the magnitude of trees. In perfect light cast from the moon... I see a silhouette of someone in this tree. Family dog dashes oh. to the window and is snarling at the grass. No. Glass. At the glass. Terrified, I run into my parents' room and try to explain to my parents that there is a strange person outside. Dad grabs something defensive and darts outside with the dogs to beat the wax off the hothead. <sighs> I tremble in my mama's arms until dad comes home and says he saw no one and to go to bed. Excuse me, dad. I will not be. I decide to sleep in my regular bedroom. I fill my sister in as to what happened. Dad is making regular rounds in the house with a cup of coffee. We're all still, and I finally think I can sleep. Nope. <gasps> I notice the man outside my window. No. From what I can see in the moonlight, he gives me a shush, <gasps> shush signal and runs away. Just turns around to run a straight line away. No. I could not stop crying for what felt like hours. I am going to cry. Reading this story. Oh, maybe we shouldn't have done these. These are spooky. <laughs> these are spooky. creepy. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm terrified. He knew where your bedroom was. And then the like, yeah, no. turn and run. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. This one says, when I was a young child, I had the same dream every night for years about drowning when a huge wave struck, swept over me and I sank to the bottom. Years later, I had a temp job delivering mail one summer during college. I saw this old lady sitting on a front porch waiting for me. When I got up there, she looked at me and said in a foreign accent, you drowned when Oceana sank beneath the waves. And it freaked me out. That is weird. That's creepy, though. Like, you think that you've had this dream of drowning over and over and over and sinking to the bottom. And then this lady's like, hey, yeah. you, you actually drowned. Ooh, that kind of gives <laughs> me the heebie-jeebies, too. Nope. nope. <laughs> this one says, when I was a child, I lived in an old Victorian house and I would always hear laughing while I was trying to sleep. I was an only child with a single mother. And when I was about five or six, I would wake up hearing laughter in the hallway in the middle of the night. Oh. After mentioning this to my mom, she swore it was probably just the TV being left on late. One night, I awoke hearing the laughter in my room. I went to sit up, but felt like there was someone holding my shoulders down. Oh. Invisible hands gripping into my shoulders while I heard laughing. I screamed my little heart out. My mom ran into my room, flipped on the bedside lamp, convincing me it was just a dream until I said, But my shoulders hurt. <gasps> she lifted up my t-shirt and there were two adult-sized mm -hmm prints on my no. shoulders no oh my gosh 
I hate this. Then it, this is the last little bit. It says, I honestly thought I had imagined it and thought that it never happened. But the other day I mentioned it in passing to my mom and she went blanket white and said, I don't want to remember that. I just chills. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to say, I just got chills. <laughs> oh, I like keep looking around my room. There is. So when we record, we have like a video and um in like the upper right part of my video camera, it shows like wavelengths, right? To show like mm-hmm. when I'm talking. I keep like seeing that in the back of my, like, like in my peripheral <laughs> in and it looks like, like a ghost or something is like back there. I'm like, whoa, yeah. I'm, I'm creeped out. Okay. I lived in an old apartment in 2002. The place was built in 1900, so it was just over 100 years old when I moved in. The living room and the kitchen were fine, but the bathroom and the bedroom were unnerving. Like, I just always felt like I was being watched, especially in the bedroom. Oh, I hate this. If the closet door was open. Those unnerving feelings just became moderately uncomfortable as I settled in. I felt safe in the bedroom, but only if the door was locked. One night, I was dead asleep when there was a loud bang on my bedroom door. When I got the, up the courage to get out of bed, I checked the apartment and all the windows were closed. I am like freaking out right now. All the windows were closed and locked from the inside. The door still had the chain secured. No one was in there. I mentioned the closet in the bedroom. I never liked going in there and I never liked if the door was open. For some reason in my head, I would hear gasping noises. So for that reason, the closet stayed closed. A month or more after I was woken to the bang on my door, I was dead asleep, but something woke me up and it was pressure on me like being held down. It was pitch black in my room. I couldn't see anything, but I knew someone was standing over me. When I could finally turn on a bedside lamp, no one was there. After that, I couldn't sleep in the dark. I had to sleep with a lamp on. That incident scared the life out of me. And after that unnerving feeling of being watched intensified, friends would come over and comment about being uncomfortable in the bathroom, like being watched. It became so uncomfortable for me when I had the chance to move into another unit. I jumped at it. I packed up and got out. After me, several people rented the apartment and they would move out within months. I became friendly with the building manager and he told and I told him that I felt like the place was haunted. He kind of laughed it off. Years after they were renovating the place, building manager was doing some painting in there. The building owner was there too. I went and checked out the apartment. It looked nicer. It didn't feel as creepy. I got to talking with the building owner and through the course of conversation, he just throws it out there that a former tenant committed suicide in the closet by hanging themselves. He also mentioned that the original designer of the building lived in that apartment and died in there. I wasn't mad when I heard that, but I felt validated from what I experienced was real. Insane. These... I am not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I am yeah, not sleeping tonight. We should have tonight. put a disclaimer that if you're listening in the nighttime, you should wait and maybe listen in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> okay. <sighs> this one says, four years ago, I lived in a very large farmhouse that was converted into two apartments. The house was known as the old boys home. It was used to house boys with behavioral issues, but was closed to closed due to allegations of molestation anyway i was living with my boyfriend and three-year-old daughter at the time my bedroom had a large fireplace that had been boarded up and painted over i decided to push my bed up against it one day while i was rearranging things it was like a headboard that night around 1 a.m i heard a small voice saying mom mom mommy i sat up in bed and but didn't see anything so i reached over to my boyfriend to try and grab down to grab my daughter and put her in our bed i kept feeling around and 
I was still hearing the voice, but I couldn't feel her. My boyfriend woke up and turned on the bedside lamp and asked me, what are you doing? I explained that my daughter was trying to get in our bed and I was reaching for her. There was nobody there. My daughter was sound asleep in her room. Then the next time night came, around 1 a.m. Again, again, my dog started to whimper out the door. So my boyfriend got up to take him outside. You know that <sighs> feeling in a bed when someone lies down next to you when the bed pushes in and there's like warmth <sighs> on your back? I felt that. So I assumed my boyfriend had come back to bed. I rolled over. My boyfriend wasn't in the bed. And I felt the bed release pressure. Whatever was laying next to me had gotten up in that second. I moved my bed the next day to the other side of the room. And I I never had another incident in the two years I remained in that house. I'm going to tell you right now. I will never live in an old house because of this. Not after these. I will... I will be living in new builds for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's just going to be a no for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that. Okay. Here we go. I, okay. I, Kyle just dropped something and it like scared me. <laughs> uh, I am way too jumpy right now. At least I hope it was Kyle. Right. Okay, I'm from Scotland, and when I was a child, my mom and dad took my sister and I on a trip to Fort William, which is a town up in the Highlands. People go there for skiing and hiking. It, uh, skiing and hiking. It wasn't winter, so we were there to do some easy hiking. My sister and I were quite young. I was about 11, and to stay for a couple nights. I can't remember the name of the hotel we stayed at, but I do remember that it was old-fashioned, and we were all in one room together. There was a single bed where I was sleeping, a double bed in the middle, my parents were there, and another single on the other side, my sister's. I was often frightened when I was a girl. I didn't like the dark, and I was super scared of the possibilities of ghosts. I never found it easy to sleep because of this, even at home. I vividly remember tossing and turning that first night in the hotel for a long time before lying on my back and trying to calm myself down. I then felt the bed sink a little next to my feet. Oh, I heard the creak at the old mattress. Someone was sitting at the foot of my bed. My heart was honestly pounding. I hadn't heard my sister or parents get up, so I was terrified. Whatever was sitting there moved quickly, so it was sitting on my feet. I felt the weight of whatever it was. I heard the mattress creak again. My feet were freezing cold. It then moved off my feet and settled down next to them again. The old mattress shifted and creaked again. Within a second or two, I felt the coldest I've ever felt, but not throughout my whole body. The coldness was slowly rising up from my feet, accompanied by a feeling of pressure. I was too scared to open my eyes. I was willing myself to call for my mom, but I was so scared that I just couldn't at first. When I managed to shout out and wake the rest of my family, the cold pressure feeling had reached my knees. When the lights were switched on, the feeling vanished. I have no explanation for this for this whole situation, my dad slept in that bed the next night, and I stayed awake the whole night in the double with my mom. That's terrifying. No. I, these are, these are scarier than I thought they were going to be. I know, right? Spooky stuff is spooky. <laughs> hey, I can't do it. And I just hate to know that, like, I'm going to bed in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> and, like, I have to go to bed. I have to wake up and go to my workout class. So... Did you ever watch the movie Clue growing up? Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, yes, actually, but I don't really remember it. I did watch okay. it one time when I was babysitting at someone's house. I remember that. You watched it? When you- oh, that would have been terrifying for me. <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, we went to a friend's house for like a sleepover, and we watched Clue, okay. and it scared 
the crap out of us. Just <laughs> absolutely terrified okay. us. Yeah. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we're not going to be able to sleep tonight. So we turned on Care Bears and watched Care Bears for like three hours so that we weren't scared anymore. Maybe I'll go throw on a couple of Care Bear episodes yeah. tonight. Help Episode me get to the sleep. Care Bears. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. This one says, when I was in high school, my uncle would throw me a couple of bucks to help babysit his kids with my aunt. Okay. Sorry. They lived in a two-story house by the water. Nice area. The kids were about three and six. One day, I was sitting in their den on my phone when I started to hear a baby crying. Think it was, thinking it was the three-year-old, I headed to the bottom of the stairs to check and see if my aunt was up there dealing with it. I called for her a couple times with no response. The baby kept crying. I called for her one more time, and when I got no response, I started walking up the stairs. Then I heard my cousins and aunt playing outside. All of the hairs on my body stood up, and I literally felt a chill run down my spine. I quietly turned around, walked down the stairs, got in my car, and drove away. <laughs> the baby was still crying when I closed the door behind me. Oh. Pause for a minute. I think it's hysterical that this person just, like, left in the middle <laughs> of the <face. laughs> I'm out. See you later. And then it says, a few years later, I was drunk at a family party and told my uncle the story. He told me that he and his wife used to hear the baby, too. And apparently, oh. the previous owners had a kid die of SIDS in that room oh. upstairs. He's uber Catholic and had a mass for s- said for the baby. He said after that, it never happened again. And it still gives me the willies to think about. It gives me the willies reading about it. Right? So sad. Oh, my gosh. All right. When my daughter was seven, she kept asking me why I was smoking in her room late at night. I was a smoker at the time, but I never smoked in her room. I never smoked upstairs at all. I told her that I sure wasn't smoking in her room late at night or anytime, but she was insistent that someone was coming in, sitting on her bed and smoking. I was kind of freaked out, but I knew nobody was sneaking into our house just to catch a late night smoke in my daughter's bedroom. The house had belonged to the in-laws of my daughter's teacher at the time. So her teacher asked her how she liked the new house and her new room. And of course, my kid says, it's great, but someone smokes in my room at night and my mom swears it's not her. So on parent-teacher conference night, the teacher pulls me aside and asks which bedroom our daughter sleeps in. I tell her and she says, I don't know what you believe and I don't want to offend you. But the kid says someone is sitting on her bed and she smells cigarette smoke late at night. I'm getting ready for a deserved lecture on smoking around children, which I get, I, or which I did not get. The teacher went on to tell me that her mother-in-law wasn't allowed to smoke due to health issues and that she would sneak in to what was now my daughter's room at night for a few quick drags. My daughter's bed was in the middle of her few, her favorite smoking spot. We actually lived in harmony with Hazel the ghost for quite some time. She had an annoying habit of putting things back where she thought they belonged, but otherwise she was a fine ghost. She had said in life that she had no intentions of leaving her house even after death. I did end up having a chat with her about her chosen smoking spot, though, and that stopped pretty quickly. Isn't that crazy? What? Oh, man. I wouldn't be... I'm sorry. If I was like, there's a ghost in my house, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Oh. <sighs> I don't care how nice the ghost is. Okay. This one says, I was driving at night on an unfamiliar forested road during a thick fog about 30 kilometers outside kilometers. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> You're good. 30 kilometers out of Vancouver, Canada. Suddenly, we were going through an old tiny town with a tin so- with tin sign advertisements for like 
1920s type products, you know, cigarettes, things like that, with similar era buildings. Then we drove under a sign that said, you are now leaving the United States. Seeing I didn't think we had entered the States, it was quite unsettling. Turns out it was a movie set. That's funny. (laughs) You're like, Uh, I'm where? What? What? Yeah. (sighs) That's funny. Okay. In high school, my friends and I were messing around with a Ouija board one night, and I already hate this story. (laughs) <laughs> I do not like people messing around with Ouija boards like that. Okay. That's my thing. I'm like, why are you messing around with it? Part of me is like, I don't even want to read this stupid story. Okay. We had done it before and nothing remarkable had ever happened. We usually did it to try and scare each other or our girlfriends. We all thought it was a joke. That night, there was no one home except the seven of us, and we were all together around the board. One of the girls there wanted to try it. She had never done it before. This stupid time was girl. different. The board misspelled some of the words the same way every time. It gave answers that seemed really historically accurate for our town, things we neither knew or cared about. Long story short, the spirit claimed it was a 10-year-old boy who had died on the property in the 1800s and was buried there too in an unmarked grave. My friend's house was on a farm in the edge of town. We were all a little freaked out because the board had never been so detailed and consistent. However, we were still skeptical and we were all assuming one of us was trying to scare the rest. Finally, my friend asked if the spirit could do something to prove he was there with us. It went to yes and then spelled N or K-N-O-C-K, knock. Then it stopped moving. We just all stared at it silently. And then there was a rap, rap, rap on the window right next to us. The lights were on outside and there was absolutely no one there. We never touched that board again. See, I hate that. It's like you're asking. You're asking for Mm -hmm. it. Of course. And I know I'm going to get freaked out over this story. At least the little boy was nice. I mean, he just was telling him about the town. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Uh, I think this is the last one. I think it's the last one. So if you're adequately scared like we are we're so sorry <laughs> i literally when we were like let's just read scary stories from reddit it'll be fun i did not think i'd get this freaked out right I this is why i don't like not. spooky things i don't like spooky things but it's all right we're almost done we'll never do this again <laughs> we're making it through uh, okay this one says here is an excerpt about a neighborhood close to where i grew up baltimore maryland Bell's Point was not destroyed in the Great Fire of Baltimore in 1904. As a result, many buildings from the 1700s are still standing and their ghosts are still haunting. Bell's Point was a shipbuilding, a shipbuilding neighborhood in the 1700s and home to Baltimore's waterfront red light district from the 1800s through well into the 1900s. And most of the ghosts here are related to what we call the three B's, bars, brothels, and boarding houses. From the ghosts of gentlemen dressed in Revolutionary War era garb to the bar that affectionately calls its resident ghost Edgar, there are too many haunted buildings close together to mention here. I have a personal ghost story as well. When I was 19, I moved into a basement apartment in a row in a row home. From the very beginning, the place gave me an eerie, depressing energy. Why did you move in there? That's yeah. my question. The smoke alarms would go off for no reason, and my bedroom closet doors, accordion style, would randomly open. I only lasted there for a few months before I decided to move. Well, the night before I left, I could not sleep. After tossing and turning for hours, I was just about to fall asleep when I felt a presence and opened my eyes. 
At the end of my bed, which was close to the stairway leading to the upper floors of the house, I saw a small male child running towards me, then disappear. Strangely, I was able to finally go to sleep after seeing him. How? How? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. On the day of my move, I found out that there was a fire in the basement of this house about 15 years before. A couple of children died in this fire. My family knew the family affected by this, and they all had red hair. Well, the little boy I saw was dressed in 80s clothes with a bowl cut and red hair. It all made sense (sighs) because the fire happened in the 1980s. Oh. Oh, there's more. One night. Why? Why is there more? Oh, no, this is a different story. So you have one. Okay, I have one more. Uh, Okay, here we go. One night, my husband and I woke up hearing a woman screaming, help me. He rushed to the window because we're on the second floor and saw a car drive past with a woman in a dress hanging on the hood. The car sped through the intersection by our place and careened off with her screaming on it. We called the police, told them which way it was going, and then jumped on our bikes and rode around the neighborhood to see if she'd fallen off. Never found her. Never found any news of her. I've always wondered what happened to her. And that was over a decade ago. That's actually super creepy. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) We gotta end this episode stat. For real. I gotta go watch my Care Bears. Right. We gotta go watch some Care Bears. Think happy thoughts. Sing some primary songs. For real though. But um, I was about to say thanks for submissions, but nobody submitted these. We found these on Reddit. Thank you, Redditors, for Redditors. your submissions. But you guys, get ready for spooky season. I thought we'd be able to handle it, but maybe we won't be able to handle it. Here's the um, thing, though. We're not doing any more scary, spooky episodes. We're no, doing... that's what I was going to say. So stories, next week, like... we're doing skeletons in the closet. So basically shocking family secrets. And then we'll do some like true crime stuff some more in-law horror stories so because we there love won't be as spooky a good in-law as this, horror story but yes so get ready in-law horror stories coming up we will post those probably monday let's start like yeah, getting monday, those out monday. so that everybody can do that so get ready to submit your stories and for some more fun light-hearted spooky season stories and we will never do this episode again <laughs> Okay, I can't say never. Uh, yeah, Maybe we I won't. don't know. I mean, it was fun. We'll see, I might, we'll I might enjoy it listening to it in the morning. If you guys like this episode, let us yeah. know. If you hated it, also let us let know. Let us know. This is yes, the one time that we'll be like, okay, that's fair because we sort of enjoyed it. Agreed. Reading. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Crypt Podcast. Follow us on the podcast platform wherever you're at and leave a rating and review if you haven't already. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Crip Commute Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted when new episodes air. And be sure to rate and review so more commuters can find us. Follow us on Instagram at Crib Commute Podcast. You can also check out the show notes from each episode at CribCommutePodcast.com. Until our next commute, chat soon.